Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create your own MFR business, how to have one, and what to do to get started. Each week, we will discuss practical ways to create a business that keeps you from under-earning and burning out. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Over 10 years ago, I decided to change my massage practice to MFR only. I became fully booked and have enjoyed years of success helping people to get out of pain and return to active lifestyles. I'm here to help you do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've never had a business before. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I'm Heather. And I just wanted to pop in quick and let you know that today's episode was pre-recorded and was actually a class that I taught. Now, this episode is all about your money story and how to raise prices without drama. I know it will be helpful for you. I hope you learn a lot. Enjoy the episode. All right, let's get going. Thanks for joining me. I am Heather Hommel. I am the MFR coach and I help myofascial release therapists who have been trained by John Barnes to create businesses with less drama and with more know-how. And today I am just offering a class on how to raise your rates or set your rates with less drama. I think most people, this is just a very common issue that comes up for people and it can literally stop you in your tracks and also create the conditions for you to be under earning for way too long. And I would love to help everybody not be an under earner if possible. So we're just going to get right into it. The biggest thing that I see people missing out on is in the first stages of when you need to gather your data. And what I mean by gathering your data is how much money do you need to have? And you figure this out by going through all of your household bills and all of your business bills considering any debts that you have, any regular reoccurring bills, all of those things. It's very important to know your numbers, know your data. And this is the thing that seems to be where people get to be the most resistant. They don't want to actually take the time to go through and pull out your bank statements and go through and get all of that information out. It does take some time, But when you have all of that data collected up front and ahead of time, you're much more likely to be able to make a decision based on facts for what you need to be getting paid versus on what just feels safe. And when you're picking a number that just feels safe, like the number you're just picking is so random. Okay. So first of all, gather your data. How much money do you need? And then the second question is, how much money do you want to be making? And if you don't know that number, then I would encourage you to ask yourself, how much do you want to know? It's good to know where you're at. Um, The third thing to consider is how many hours do you want to be working every week? How much vacation time do you want to take? And any of that, like, do you only want to work three days a week? How many hours do you have available to be working? And how many of those hours do you want to be working? Because when you own your own business, the whole perk of owning your own business is that you get to decide these things and no one else is deciding them for you. Like I said earlier, most people skip step one and then they just pick a rate because someone down the street is charging that rate or it just seems like a comfortable number for them. So make sure you don't skip step one and just realize that it's just facts. You're just dealing with facts. And the more facts you're dealing with, the less drama comes into it, right? When you're setting prices, we're almost always thinking, what is somebody else going to think about this? What am I thinking about this? What are other therapists going to think about this? And what are my clients thinking about this? 
And really all that matters is that you know what you need to be charging so that you are getting what you want to be getting paid and you are in love with the number that you chose because you understand how it's helping you in the long run, right? When you're charging what you need to be charging, it gets you to your goals, whether those are savings goals, maybe taking more seminars, maybe being able to go on vacation, being able to cover your bills should be the very first exciting thing. You know, all of those things, we're considering all of those when we're making these decisions. And when you know your numbers, then you can make decisions on the facts, right? It just eliminates the drama. My first life coach I hired said it best. She was like, you know, business really is just math and drama. The math are the facts. And then the drama is all of our thoughts about what the um, equation equals to. We all have a money story. Like some people really love money and some people money is the worst part of having their own business. Like every time money is involved, they either feel sick to their stomach or they don't feel good or they feel insecure. And I just want you to consider that that's just a story. It's just practice thoughts that you have in your mind about money. So some people think this is a direct quote from one of my clients that I've been helping in my one-on-one program. If I raise my prices, I will burn my business to the ground. Now she's charging, I think, um, around $60 right now a session, but she has big goals to make over $100,000 a year in her business. So in order to make that, she either needs to be available to work like 40 hours a week and be full, or she needs to raise her rate. So with this thought, if I raise my prices, I'm going to burn my business to the ground. I don't think she's very likely to act on the need to raise the rates to get to where she wants to go. Okay. So I'm going to show you a process of how to figure out certain things that are totally neutral, which would be circumstances, and then how your thoughts come into play, which create the drama. So bear with me. This is a lot of information. And I'm going to try to go as slow as I can. So this is a model. And to make a model, what you do is you determine what the circumstance is. So in this case, it's raising rates from $65 to $100 circumstance. That's totally neutral. And how we know it's neutral is that we could line up 100 people and they would all have like different thoughts and opinions on it, or they would all agree on it. That's what makes it neutral. And rates are just facts, right? So this is a factual statement. Raise my rate from $65 to $100. And then it is neutral until you have a thought about it, which is the T. And her thought was no one will pay that amount. And she felt anxious. Okay. And from the feeling of anxious, she did these actions. She was thinking about it, kind of avoiding it, doing nothing and creating a lot of worry. And her result from that is that no one even has the chance to pay the new rate. Like there's no way to even know if people will pay the rate or not. Okay. So that's an unintentional model. And I'm going to show you a way to have an intentional model later. But before we do that, I just want you to want to point out that it's almost never about the price. When clients say no to us, it's usually a different objection, right? It's either their belief in the result, the belief in the method that we're presenting them with, or a belief in themselves that they can receive the results that we're telling them that are possible. So when you get really good at not caring about if the answer is no from them, and you're hearing it as a, okay, it's no, but, or it's no, and and one of these objections, 
then you'll get really good at spotting where your client's mind is and what they need to be told in order to be agreeable for treatment and in order for them to understand that maybe they are having a lack of belief in what the results are. And what could you say to them to give them security to buy? Security to buy into the treatment and security to know that it is possible for them to get the results that they're looking for. It also might be belief in the method. Maybe they've had myofascial release before and they didn't have any changes, or maybe they've only known massage therapy and they're like, why would MFR be any different? And maybe they just don't believe that they'll commit to it and that they'll get the result that they're intending to get. Maybe they don't even know what their goal is. So all of this just goes into slowing things down and being willing to educate your client for where they're at in the process. Okay. Everybody's going to come to you different. Some people are coming ready to buy. They are tired of being in pain and they'll pay any price. Some people just don't understand what it is. And some people are just not committed. Like they want to be healed in one session. I'm sure we've all had those people. It also could be a problem when you're getting no's on your rate, when you're thinking it's coming from your rate. It will be more likely to be a yes when you believe that your client wants to make a change, that they're ready now, that they want to work with you, and they're ready and willing to pay. When you're thinking these things ahead of time, you're not thinking about your price. You're just thinking about serving your client in their best interest and your whole energy level changes. When you're really focused on what your price is and worried that they won't pay it, how do you think you show up to treat those clients? Probably a little bit less in the biggest, you're not coming in as like the biggest energy in the room. You're maybe not leading the session as well as you could. And you're probably not suggesting how often they should come back in a very strong way. So you're maybe leaving it up to your client to decide when they should come back or being like, I know it's expensive. Do you want to rebook? And when you're in that energy, then the focus gets turned back to the price of all of it and not on the results of working with you. What are they getting from working with you? Okay. And when you notice some of that stuff coming up, I want you to immediately check in with yourself. How do you think and feel about your skill set? How do you think and feel about your ability to help your client? And how are you thinking about your client's ability and their readiness to heal? If you're kind of thinking they're annoying or you're kind of thinking this is hard or they're not buying in or you're not quite getting there, you're going to show up totally different. And again, you're going to think it's the price that they're saying no to, but they're really objecting to one of those other things. And so I'm going to go back to that unintentional model that we had at the beginning. So remember this, right? The circumstance is raising rates from $65 to $100. The thought is no one will pay that amount. And then that creates the feeling of anxiousness. And from that feeling of anxiousness, we're just thinking about the rate, avoiding it, doing nothing and worrying. And then the result of that is no one has the chance to pay that new rate. This is unintentional. And now, this is the intentional model where the circumstance is the same. We're not changing that to feel any differently. We're just changing our thought. Raise my rate from $65 to $100. And the thought is my clients get better and have long-lasting results. And when you're thinking that thought, you're likely feeling confident, right? And then from confident, you are showing up in strong energy for your client. You're leading the session, believing the client will get the results they came for, and you're delivering a recommendation about future treatment and the time frame for that. And then the result is, is the client understands the treatment plan, understands the results they're going to get, and pays your rate. 
likely without questioning it at all. And it's all coming from this thought, my clients get better and have long lasting results. When you have that thought and you feel confident, you do all these actions and then you get this result. Also, when you've decided on your price, you're going to want to deliver it like it's the news. So you're just delivering it like it's a fact. You're so in love with your price or your offer that you're just delivering it so confidently. It just is what it is. And to get to this point where you deliver it like the news, you're going to want to, again, make sure that you're setting your price based on your ability to pay your bills, give yourself a salary, and create ability for you to have fun outside of work. Okay. And like I said earlier, most of us don't raise our rights or we have them severely undercut because we are so afraid of getting a no and having it mean that it was because of our price. Right. And like I said earlier, it's almost never because of the rate. It just almost never is. So if you are no longer afraid of hearing no, and you think of a no as a gift because it gives you some insight to slow down and think, okay, are they saying no to me? Are they saying no to MFR in general? Are they saying no to the possibility that they can get better? Like, where is the no actually coming from so that you can answer the no? You can kind of answer their objection with your knowledge and your know-how, and that helps them to buy in and have comfort to buy from you, whatever your price is, okay? So, and you create that through practice. Like, don't be afraid to be bad in order to get good. Practice getting the no's. They're a gift. Every time someone says no to you and you can practice overcoming that objection, you're going to get better and better at it to the point where it's like a little game and you're like, oh, When they do this, I do this. It becomes like very smooth and you become an expert in talking to them about what is possible for them with MFR and what the benefits are for them hanging on and also recommending awesome treatment plans. Like the rebook rate will go way up when you're like, yes, this is my price. And from your certain set of circumstances, whatever their diagnosis is and whatever you see in treatment, then you can then say, I recommend a minimum of six treatments. Let's get you booked right now so that these happen close together. You're using your expert energy and your ability to look at their body and their diagnosis and their um, symptoms and how you can help them in the quickest, most cost-effective way possible, right? Quicker is a lot of times better, okay? And then when you're practicing all of this and you're not making no's mean anything negative about you or about your rate or about your practice, you're gonna practice over time and that's the sooner you're gonna be getting to the yeses more quickly. And for all the yeses you have, that means paying clients and rebooked clients at the rate that you want. So you're just going to keep learning to overcome and spot the objections, which are going to be like the lack of the belief the client is experiencing. It's either in in themselves, in MFR, or in you as the therapist. And you don't take this part personally, right? It's okay if they're doubting you a little bit. They don't know you yet. Maybe lots of people have said they could help them before and they haven't gotten any help. So just take this one with a grain of salt and you're just going to learn to love no and not be afraid of it. And when you're not afraid of it and you're willing to feel any feeling that comes up for you related to your price or your practice or what your client is telling you, you're just going to be much more relaxed and able to hear what they're saying so that you can counteract that and overcome the objection. Spotting it and overcoming the objection are really key ingredients in this. 
And the other really good thing that you need to be practicing is telling clients the results that they can expect and the time frame they should prepare for while they're in treatment with you, okay? So I know one of the biggest mistakes I see therapists making is they do an awesome treatment. Their patient comes out of the room, they ask how their patient feels, and they either say, I feel great, or I feel nothing. And then based on that, then they offer a rebook or they just say, what do you think? Do you want to come back or not? And what I encourage everyone to do is lead, be the leader before, during, and after that session to get the rebook because it takes so much effort to get clients into your office to be seen right? They have to first find you. Then they have to reach out and make an appointment. Then they have to show up for the appointment. Then they have to receive myofascial release. And then they've got to make a decision about coming back or not. And when you leave it up to them, it's going to be 50-50 whether or not they come back. If you let them know the value of continuing treatment with you and why they would want to, they're going to be much more likely to rebook with you. It's much easier to keep an existing client and keep rebooking them to keep them working towards their goals and their results than it is to nurture that person from the beginning to the end of the process. Okay. And that's how you fill up your schedule, no matter what your price is. All right. So let's just go back to the math part of this, right? It really is as simple as how many hours you want to work times the rate you're going to charge times the amount of weeks you're going to work. So you want to include any vacation time that you plan to take off during the year. And that's going to give you your salary. Okay. So that's a very simple math problem. And you also want to subtract out of that, like when you get the salary, all of your bills too. And that's your actual take-home salary. Okay. So even if we put in like 20 hours a week here and the rate's a hundred dollars and you work, I think 52 weeks, I think that equals out to $100,000, but you might have $50,000 in business expenses. So your actual take-home would be $50,000. Another mistake I see us making is, yeah, we charge $100 or $200 an hour and we make that computed salary of $100,000. It's not all take-home. So it seems like a lot up front, but you have to consider all of your expenses and what your goals and plans are with your practice. If you're going to a lot of seminars or you like to only work three days a week, like obviously you need to figure out the numbers to make it work for you, okay? So here's where the drama comes in, right? This $100 per hour is totally neutral. Like Lisa might think that's not enough. Leslie might think that's too much. Kristen might think that's already what I charge, you know, who knows, whatever. And so it's neutral until you have a thought about it. And that would be like, everybody's going to have a different thought. We have 60,000 thoughts a day individually. So this could be anything. But in this case, this dramatic case, the thought is there aren't enough people who will pay that $100 price. And the feeling is scarcity. And from scarcity, this person is worrying about getting clients. They're likely to maybe lower their price, hide not show up confidently, don't offer to help, decide ahead of time no one will pay it, and then complain about either not having money or not having a full schedule. And the result from that is they can't fill their schedule. When you kind of get stuck in all this, it becomes a cycle. And it's like people can smell it from a mile away. It's almost like you have like a scarcity BO and people can smell it on you. And also clients can tell if you're trying to get them. You never want to be in that get them energy. Okay. Nobody wants to be gotten. 
I'm sure we've all had sales experiences like that where we've gone to, I don't know, what's like the most smarmy thing you can think of that you buy? Most of the time, it's like a car buying experience, right? Like you don't want to be sold to like that. So make sure you're not in that scarcity energy when you're trying to sell myofascial release. Okay, same circumstance. The rate is $100 an hour, but this time the thought is, this rate is sustainable for my business. This person obviously went in and like followed my formula where they got all of their data first ahead of time and made decisions on purpose for why their rate was the rate it was. And then they fell in love with it, right? So this rate is sustainable for my business and they feel confident. And from confident, they are likely meeting people, telling them what is possible with MFR, making offers to help them, educating clients, showing up ready to help. They're open. They have a soft focus. They're not worried about the price. They're happy to be at work. They lead clients to rebook based on what's best for the client. And the result is their business is sustainable and likely their schedule is full or filling up. So do you see how it's the same circumstance up here? This is the rate. This person just decided to have a different thought about it, created a different feeling and created all this different action where none of it is hiding. And all of it is like meeting people, telling them that they're an MFR therapist and making offers to help them and filling up their schedule. Okay. So just to review again, when someone says no, it is almost never about the price and it has to do with this belief triad. So if we made it into the triangle, the client would be at the top and it's either the client's belief in MFR, the belief in the therapist providing the results that they've said that they could provide, or the belief in themselves and their ability to get results. And your job only is to listen and seek out what they are objecting to. They're going to say it's the price, but it's really going to be one of these things. And you just need to practice picking out which one it is by asking great questions to them and then answering those objections so that they can make a better decision about what they're going to be doing moving forward with myofascial release. They're already there, right? Or they've already called you. You might as well take the time to figure out which one of these it is. And sometimes, yes, sometimes people are price shopping for the lowest price and that's fine, but are they your ideal client anyway? Likely no, right? You're looking for people that are ready to heal, ready to come in for a treatment, are committed to their treatment, and they're going to pay you for your time and for the result that you're providing for them. So just reiterating on the no's, the no means, again, the lack of belief in themselves, lack of belief in MFR, and lack of belief in the therapist's ability to deliver the results. Okay? They're going to tell you it's the price, but this is what it means. All right, so going back to setting your rates with less drama, number one, you're going to gather your data. From that, you're going to be given a number. Then number two, you're going to decide what you want to earn. It's going to be separate from this number. And then number three, you're going to be in love with your rate, so in love with it that you deliver it like it's the news. Like you're going to be so proud of that number. It's like, I don't know how many of you have had a baby or a puppy or anything that you just were in love with and you were like, look at my baby. Isn't it beautiful? And maybe some people don't think your baby's beautiful, but you would never think that. And it wouldn't matter what anyone else said. 
Like they could never convince you different. That's what I want you to think about your rate and your offer. Like if you're offering packages, whatever your treatment program is, I want you to be that in love with it. So you are just delivering it like it's the news. It's your baby. You're in love with it. You're super proud of it. Okay. And then on top of that, when you're coming from that, you're going to be able to seek and destroy those objections like a heat seeking missile. Like it will not be a problem for you to answer any objection that they have. And you also won't be taking it personal. Okay. Kind of separating yourself from the fact that these people are in pain and they just want to know that they can get better and short from guaranteeing that they will, you know, how can you answer those objections? Okay. And I guess that is the end of my performance. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for joining me this week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Check out my book, The MFR Coaches Guide to Having Your Own Myofascial Release Business. Autographed copies are available at my website, www.themfrcoach.com. Kindle version and print also available on Amazon. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach for more info on today's topic. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.